this morning when I have a devotion, uh, Psalm chapter 2, verse 11, we might we might think. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Imagine we can fear God and enjoy with God. This is the attitude of worship. We come before God. On the one side, we fear him because the God is the king of the king, the laws of the law. On the other side, he is our father, heavenly father, our heavenly father. We love him so we can fear him and enjoy with him. This is the attitude of worship. So next Sunday, when you come here, prepare your heart to worship God. Fear, fear God and rejoice with him. Enjoy with him. We're trembling. And God bless us, our worship service in ZBCP. I'm Pastor Chong, I Elder Alex, we'll translate for this morning. Let's continue talking about our recent series entitled Jesus is the Answer. Today we'll be looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. Mere infants. It is such a pity. And uh, infants that uh, are not growing up. And there are two different views in the Bible about babies. One is positive, the other is negative. And so positive aspect refers to an infant being pure and humble. Matthew chapter 11, 25. Take a look at Matthew chapter 11, verse 25. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Why is it that he reveals them to little children? It is like comparing children to being like very pure, very simple. And it is they who are able to understand God's will. So let us not be very complex or complicated. Let us not uh, overthink. And uh, people look at you, uh, look at looking at your eyes and saying that uh, I think this person is talking something bad about me. You're overthinking overthink, then. And you're overthinking. So could you bang then? And may God help us. And there's this passage in the Bible that's very interesting. I hope Psalm 116 verse 6 The Lord uh, keeps or protects a simple a simple hearted person God protects those who are simple hearted and it doesn't refer to those who are dumb. But rather, meaning to say that uh, they, with a pure heart, they put their trust in God. And yet, uh, being an infant has also the negative side. And it represents people who are selfish and immature. 
We know the children are all very self-centered. They think uh, only of themselves. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Because children are too self-centered. They don't really care about what's happening around them. The most important thing is me. And that is what a child is. Uh, these are immature people. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 13. who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. Today's message. I want you to think about this yourself. After I preach on this message, I, am I a child or am I an adult? Although I may be 30 years old, 50 years old, maybe even 70 years old. Am I a mere infant? How can you tell? In chapter 3, verses 1 to 5, a uh, child, a mere infant, has three characteristics. His life situation, his food choices, and his living behavior. Take a look at how you would choose. Number one, your life situation. Are you spiritual or are you still worldly? Chapter 3 verse 1 Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as, as people who live by the Spirit but as people who are still worldly mere infants in Christ. And take a look at chapter 2 verse 14 A person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of, Spirit of God but considers them foolish. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. NIV without the Spirit. NIV translates it as without the Spirit. ESV the natural person. And ESV refers to him as the natural person. And in Paul's concept, there are only three types of people in this world. A spiritual person, a worldly person, and a natural person. A spiritual person is a person whose spiritual life is mature and is growing. And his life is becoming more and more like Christ. And he is a spiritual person. What then is a worldly person? A person who's a Christian. But his spiritual life is not growing at all. He's a baby. A natural person. A person who doesn't have uh, any relationship with God. So he is called a natural person or a natural man. He belongs to the world. And the church of Corinth, there were a lot of people who were worldly pe people. 
pregnancy babies but they were mere infants in Christ we usually refer to babies as uh, you know when they are one year old and below they are babies of course, babies at that age, they are self-centered. When they want to cry, they cry. They want to smile or laugh, they laugh. They don't care about how busy the people around them are. Because uh, I am the most important person in the world. When I'm hungry, I cry. No matter how busy you may be, you've got to stop whatever you're doing and serve me. This is a baby. That is what a baby is. And that is normal. And because he's not yet one year old, he doesn't know how to talk. He doesn't know how to think. And this is a normal baby. But, but, if uh, he doesn't grow up, then that's a big problem. In China, there's uh, recently there's a book. And uh, we heard that uh, this book is now prohibited. And it's giant a, baby, the nation of giant baby. It's a nation of giant baby. And, and, and it, what it's saying is that uh, this nation is composed of uh, giant babies. It's a uh, criticism of the current culture of China. That on the average, uh, it's like uh, people in China, they are like babies. They are extremely selfish. Actually, is it uh, something that happens only in China? Uh, don't you think that the Americans are also like that? The British may also I'm be like sorry. that. I'm sorry. Filipinos may be like that as well. The whole world, everyone in the whole world are like that. We are all self-centered people. May God help us. After we become Christians, after our lives have been cha changed, have we truly been transformed? And that is a big question. There is a very famous experiment. experiment. Uh, the experiment is a Stanford the Marshmallow experiment. And if you have studied the psychology, you probably are familiar with this. And this was a very special experiment that was done in uh, 1966 in Stanford. They sent some people to uh, the kindergarten to make a very special experiment. They uh, put some marshmallow before the kids and said to the children, that uh, okay. you can eat this mar marshmallow. I'm going to leave this room and you can eat the marshmallow. But, and, but if you don't eat this marshmallow and wait for me to come back, I'm going to give you double. And the experiment, the results was very amazing. And when the teacher came back, 
There were some kids who ate the marshmallow and there were some kids who didn't eat. And after 20 years, something very clear happened. And those uh, kids who didn't want to eat, who didn't eat the marshmallow, they really wanted to eat the marshmallow, but they, uh, they stopped themselves from eating it. After 20 years, these students, whether in their education, and uh, their uh, physical uh, activities and in uh, their achievement in the world they excel much better a lot better than those uh, kids who ate of the marshmallow you know what the reason was the reason is because these kids learned delayed gratification if we want our lives to mature you need to learn something very important delayed gratification and the meaning of this is that uh, it's discipline this person's life mature because there is discipline in his life it's not simply referring to what, uh, what is right now, but uh, it uh, even pertains to the future. And from the point of view of uh, our faith, why is it that in the church we see a lot of uh, people who are mere infants? Because uh, things about the kingdom are things that pertain to the future. There is a very famous term in theology. Already, but not yet. And this term, uh, this phrase is already, but not yet. Promises of God are already with us. So already. It's already. And yet, we do not completely enjoy them yet. So already, but not yet. So already, but not yet. So our spiritual lives. It is as if that uh, we've gained it, and yet it is also that we haven't completely attained it yet. And so you need to learn delayed gratification. And that is only when your life will truly mature and grow. When everyone's looking at Facebook, you would be able to put the cell phone down and open your Bible to read God's Word. When people are sleeping and they aren't waking up yet, you are already in this place worshiping God. Because you're willing to give up your enjoyment in order to pursue something that's even more important. Spiritual discipline. That is what spiritual discipline is. That is only when your spiritual lives will grow and mature. And I'm embarrassed to ask you this question. How many of you have regular devotions? Don't uh, fool yourself. How many of you have everyday regular devotion time with God? Let me tell you. 
True worship does not happen in this place. True worship happens when you are face to face with God. That is your everyday time of devotion. May God help you to build your own uh, spiritual lives. That is only when our spiritual lives will slowly grow. Galatians chapter 5 verse 24. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Have you crucified your flesh on the cross? Or you want to enjoy your flesh? This is your choice. This is your choice. The two of them cannot coexist. A person who is a worldly Christian, usually they have two character traits. Take a look at the, whether this pertains to your man. Number one, worldly Christian likes to judge and criticize because he's very self-centered. Whatever his eyes see are only his own benefit. And when his opinions are not accepted by others, it's very natural for him to judge and to criticize. Now you must examine yourself well. You're always unhappy, you're always not satisfied. And you're always criticizing that that is wrong, that is wrong, that is wrong. That you're the one who's always right. You're going to be like God. You're not that good. You must examine yourself. Second, this person likes to be in conflict with others. No matter where he goes. No matter what small group or fellowship he attends. There will come a point in time that he will be in conflict with others. Because it's always somebody else's fault. That's not true. When you go to a place and you start having conflicts with them, people, now think about this. Are you really better than others? So that wherever I go, I always am in conflict with people. You must change. There is a pastor who says that Jesus will never change. Right? He is the same today, yesterday, today, and forever. So never ever change. He will never ever change. And he says, Christians, everything, they, they're not like Christ in everything. They're only like Christ in this thing. Jesus doesn't change, and they don't change as well. Jesus doesn't need to change. But we need to change. Please, so please remember. Don't ever tell people this. Well, this is what I am like. This is who I am. This is, this is, my, this is my personality. I've been born this way. What does that mean? That means to say that I don't need to change. No. no. You forget one important thing. You've forgotten one important thing. You are born again. 
You've been born again. Your life has been changed. And this kind of personality or style is no longer yours. You need to change. We need to change. And well, I blew my temper easily, so that's who I am. Change. I I need to change. I have no ill meaning. I'm just very straightforward. Well, you just don't know how many people you've hurt. Change. You need to change. Christians, our life is a life of change. And your husband can see you. Your wife can see you. Your children see you. Your parents see you. My child, my husband, my wife, my parents, they've truly changed. And it's impossible for them not to uh, believe in the Lord. May God help us. So this is the first thing. So whether we are spiritual or whether we are worldly. Number two, it's our choice of food. Do you want solid food or do you want the want milk take a look at verse 2 I gave you milk not solid food for you were not yet ready for it indeed you are still not ready Paul says there are two types of food milk and solid food milk and solid food and milk, milk and solid food they're both good we truly need milk First Peter 2, 2. Take a look at First Peter 2.2. 2. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Baby came in pure spiritual milk. Babies need pure spiritual milk. So it is but normal for children to drink milk. Because by drinking milk, then their bodies will slowly grow. But we all know. When a child reaches like two years old or three years old, uh, he no longer can continue drinking mother's milk. He needs a solid food. Because he needs more nutrition. And isn't spiritual life also like that? Milk. Milk. Milk are uh, things that are easier to understand. They're shallower truths. And it's also something that uh, has passed through somebody else's uh, digestion before passing it to us. Just like after a mother uh, eats food. The nutrition goes into the milk and provides for the needs the need of the baby. Solid food. And solid food. Are those refers to those uh, the deeper truths? And uh, more profound truths that are not easy to understand. And these are uh, things that you need to digest on your own. Now let me say this again. Both solid food and milk 
are things that are good. But we cannot forever remain on milk. And this was exactly the problem of the church in Corinth. And Paul says that uh, you started out with milk, but right now you are still on milk. You were not able to take solid food before, but still you are not able to take solid food now. But actually we all know. Food is extremely important for us. My body right now is a body that I've determined 10 years ago. 10 years ago, whatever food I took, and they're coming out right now. And he says, you say that uh, you're not feeling well right now. Well, it's not something that that's happening right now, but it's something that started happening 10 years ago. Now take note of this. What kind of a body do you want? What kind of a health do you want like in the next 10 years? Like fatty food, like pork and stuff like that. 10 years later, then you'll be able to know what's going to happen to you. You know, in our world today, there's a very special phenomena. In the past, people who are wealthy, they eat all the like uh, good food, uh, like fish and meat. And uh, for those who are poor, they eat vegetables. They eat tomatoes. But in our world today, it's the opposite. Rich people, they change a term. Healthy food. Healthy food. Organic. But it's actually the food that poor people used to eat. But now, rich people eat uh, like uh, meat and uh, steaks. But no matter what, we all need balance. After my 50th birthday, I started uh, taking care of my body. But you know, eating food, it's a lifestyle. And it's something that uh, you are able to change. Unless something very serious happens. Because uh, that, it comes to a point where if you don't change, uh, you're going to die. So since that is so, so you better make some adjustments. Self-control. Control. Self-control. Control Don't overeat. After, I, uh, after, after my 60th birthday, I uh, started cutting down on red meat. Especially pork, I eat pork. Uh, a lot less pork these days. One time, uh, my uh, worker at home said, said uh, she doesn't know how to cook. 
I ask why? Because Boksu never buys pork anymore. Because uh, she doesn't know how to cook anything else except pork. So I started teaching her how to cook, to cook something simpler. Three kinds of mushroom, steam egg. Three kinds of mushroom, steam egg. Then we steam chim chicken. Steam chicken. Uh, fish head fish tofu soup. Tofu. I taught her how to cook all these Cantonese uh, dishes. So because I know that I needed to uh, take good care of my body. How about our spiritual life? What about our spiritual lives? Have you been taking care of your spiritual bodies? May God help us. We always tell you to read the Bible. You, do you know why I always tell you to read the Bible? To memorize God's word. You know why? You know why? And that is to change your value system. Without God's word in you, whatever you may encounter, you will not know how to use the principles of the Bible to face them. So may God help us. Allow me to share a simple testimony after I became a Christian. In my church before, there was nothing called discipleship. But I wanted to grow. I wanted to know more of God. So after I became a Christian, I started reading the Bible. And after being a Christian for two years, I've already read through the Bible two times. And I love reading books. And I especially love reading uh, spiritual books. I love to read about the, the biographies about people. Just like what? Just like the books about Hudson Taylor, D.L. Moody, Charles Spurgeon, and William Carey. And I love listening to people preach. Up until now. I have a habit that in the morning, after my devotion, I would listen to a message from different preachers, from different countries. There's English, there's Chinese, there's Cantonese, and everything. 36 years, that has never changed. So may God help us. That's how you grow. Before pandemic, before pandemic. Before the pandemic. Every month I would go to MGC to preach once, once, once a month. And I've been doing that for at least 20 years. One time after I preach, one of the elders uh, who was an MC, who was the MC then, uh, came up to uh, close the service. And he said, Reverend Chung has been coming to our church uh, preaching once a month. And in so many years, every single time, every single message is very, very good message. And he repeated it 
It's not uh, just once, but every single occasion, every single time. It's been a great encouragement to me. But I really prepare well every time. Not only in MGC. Here in CBCP, I've been here for 32 years. There is not a single time that I did not prepare well for my sermon. How can you tell? Because my messages have been prepared like six months ago. So on Monday, the message that I'll be preaching for the following Sunday, I'll send it to my translator. And then within that, uh, few, those few days, I'll continue studying and improving on them. You need to improve, I need to improve as well. So may God help us. Let us not be a mere infant, an infant who doesn't grow up. Hebrews chapter 5 verses 13 to 14. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Solid food is for the mature. Solid food is for the mature. So may God help us. That may this be a great reminder for us. Have you started eating solid food? Have you been reading your Bible on your own? Have you been studying your Bible on yourself? Or reading spiritual books? If not, you just uh, spend your time the whole day watching TV or Facebook or Instagram or Telegram. You haven't grown up yet. So may God help us. The last thing, their living behavior. Are we imitating Christ or are we imitating the world? Take a look at verses 3 to 5. You are still worldly, for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, another I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? What, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. Have you noticed that Paul mentioned something twice? You are still worldly. Why? You are still imitating the world and doing according to the ways of the world. See, the way that we behave, the way that we handle things proves something. It shows whether we are imitating the world or whether we are imitating Christ. And Paul mentions three things. Number one, amongst you there are still jealousy. And this is a character trait of somebody who's still worldly. And this is the character trait of the world. Jealousy is uh, seen in every place in the world. In our homes. There is jealousy in our families, in our companies, in our society, in our nation. 
Jealousy fills every place. The first murderer in the world, uh, what sin did he commit? Why did he want to commit the murder? And it was even his own brother. It was because of jealousy. Two brothers uh, made their sacrifices. God accepted the offering of one and not the other. And the one whose offering was not accepted was jealous of the other one. And he killed his own brother. Is there a reason for that? Imagine. Imagine this. The two people went to study. One got first honor, one didn't get the first honor. And the other one killed the one who got the first honor. Is there a reason for that? I tell you. And it is something that truly happened in China. There was a girl who killed another girl. The two of them were living in the same room. And the other one poisoned the other girl. You know why? You know why? The, the girl who died was the first honor in their class. And then uh, the person, the murderer, was second honor. Because no matter how hard she tried, she can never uh, win over the other one. And that is why he, she couldn't stand it anymore. And she killed the, the friend. So don't be first honor. In my studies, I always am second honor or third honor. I've never been first honor. Because I'm afraid of uh, getting killed. It's something that's very unreasonable, right? but it did happen. And that is what the world is. When we are better than others, when people are better than us, uh, are you jealous of them? Or do you thank God on their behalf? May God help us. Here in CBCP, God's grace is truly abundant. Including myself, there, we now have 16 pastors and reverends. Let me tell you. Some of them, whether their education, their talents, their gift, they're actually a lot better than me. My only advantage is that I'm older and so I've got more experience. But I thank God for them. That is how CBCB can have a good future. And that is when how God's kingdom will have hope. After you've become a Christian, are you still jealous? First. Second, there's a lot of quarreling or uh, factions. And then I say earlier that uh, those people who are worldly, they love to quarrel because they aren't willing to uh, uh, let go. No matter how right uh, you may be, they still just won't listen. 
because uh, they just don't respect you. They feel that their own opinion is the best. Their view is the best. I don't mean that the spiritual people will never have any no, conflicts. No, it's wrong. No, that's wrong. This is a big mistake in many churches. That uh, even if things are wrong, they don't, they don't uh, dare speak up. But you need to understand something. There are things that you need to contend for, but there are things that uh, you just need to let it go. Things that you need to contend for, you need to contend for it. But uh, things that uh, you need to let go, you just got to let go of it. And uh, you may ask, uh, how can I tell? This is based on the T-shirt. This is based on our knowledge, our character, our spiritual lives, our experience. Uh, this is, let me tell you something. If wherever place you go, everyone's afraid of you, then you're wrong. You must be in the wrong. You're not that good. That wherever you go, that uh, if you enter that place, that place becomes unhealthy, then you must be the problem. You know what? These people, they uh, look accurately at the mistakes of others. But the problem is that they do not see their own mistakes. Many, many years ago. I entered the office. Something is wrong. I felt that something is wrong. The whole office was very, very quiet. What happened? And I was uh, wondering what happened. No, I don't mean that the office used to be very noisy, but it's like when I entered, it's like Everybody's dead. And later on, one of my elders also discovered something. He told me that something's wrong in the office. It's too quiet. Later, after investigating, I realized that there were two very two smart people in there. If you're wrong, they immediately know that you're wrong and they will immediately point out you're wrong. And whenever they are in the office, that nobody dares speak. It's wrong. And that is wrong. That office became very unhealthy. And later on, these two people had to leave. And these days, when you go to the office, it's very noisy. May God help us. You must examine yourself. Otherwise, you may see very accurately. But then, you have no love. You only know how to criticize. Jesus said, Do not judge. No, 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 no. When Jesus said that, do not judge, it doesn't mean that uh, you cannot... Uh, Point out the wrongs of others. No. Something that's wrong, it is wrong. But, but, 
Don't you be like God judging people. Because our view of things are not 100% accurate. So we need to learn these things. So let me ask you a question. After you become a Christian, you love to quarrel it. Third, division. 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 Verse 4. Verse 5. What after all is Apollos and what is Paul? Only servants. Sorry, verse 4 is not here. Verse 4 says, some, uh, some people say that I belong to Paul, I belong to Apollos, I belong to Christ. So there were like four factions in the church. Those who belong to Paul, to Apollos, to Peter, or end to Christ. And the people of this world, the world loves factions and divisions. Because divisions become a kind of a power. So that you may feel a sense of security. And that's that's what happens in the nation. So you go look for another nation to be allied with you. And that is what happens in the society. So you have different political parties. And that happens also in the companies. And it happens in the families. And even churches uh, do experience that. But please take note of this. This is a Chinese saying. Birds of the same feather flock together. That uh, if uh, you, you love the same thing, you uh, do the same thing, you've always flock together. And there is nothing wrong with that. People who love eating, uh, he will have some friends who love eating as well. People who love fishing. He'll have some uh, friends who love fishing together with him. People who love to travel, he'll have friends uh, who love to travel together with them. And that is normal. And spiritual people, they'll have spiritual friends. That's normal. You know why? You know why? For example, I don't know about you. If I go to the casino, I feel very uncomfortable. I've really been to casinos but I did not go there to gamble and the first person who brought me to a casino was one of our deacons in the past brother Pedro maybe he was trying to tempt me see if I would gamble well actually I went to Australia to visit him and he said, Pastor, let's go take a look at this, uh, visit this uh, biggest casino here. I thought about it. I said, as a pastor, I've been telling people not to gamble, but I've never been to a casino, so why don't I go and visit and take a look at what the casino looks like? And one time, we went to Macau. We uh, stayed in a hotel, and uh, downstairs, it's a casino. But when I entered, I, I left after only a few minutes. You know why? You know why? It's so 
foul smelling. The smell of cigarettes is so strong. I couldn't stand it. But there are some people who sit comfortably in there. The same. The same. I'm sorry. If a person who loves uh, gambling, who is in our midst, he's sitting there like for two hours, uh, he couldn't stand it. Because this place uh, doesn't, uh, is not suitable for him. So there's no ill meaning to these words. Birds of the same feather flock together. So good friends uh, being uh, bonding together, that's not uh, division. Then what is division? That when you're together, you want to create a kind of a power to attack people of a different opinion from yours. If somebody were to tell you, hey, this person treats me very badly, uh, let's uh, ignore him. And you say that, uh, well, we're Christians. Oh, then we're not friends. Are, 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 we friends? are we friends? If we're friends, then uh, you've got to stick with me. That is what division is. If somebody were to tell you that, then don't be his friend. He's not going to help your spiritual life grow. It's my 33rd year this year in CBCP. This elder is uh, one of those who uh, have worked with me the longest. And uh, we've never, I've never had any faction or division in the church. I've never I uh, tried looking for somebody else to support me. Because my sense of security doesn't lie in my leaders. My sense of security lies with my God. I don't need people to support me. If he doesn't support me, that's okay. I told uh, our council of uh, deacons something. Uh, there were no elders then it was among the deacons if 51% of the deacons opposed me I will leave CBCP right away tomorrow why? I won't say a word why because I won't be able to work if 51% uh, opposes me what do I do? but I do believe that God has a plan for me I don't need to create factions and divisions if the church wants to grow there should be no politics this is not the world this is God's family the church at Corinth was the opposite they were not imitating Christ they were actually imitating the world and that is why there were some who says that uh, I, am, I belong to Apollos. I belong to Paul. What did Paul say? What after all is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. 
May God help us. We are only but God's servants. We are not the masters of this church. The church at Corinth was a mere infant who didn't grow up. Because their life situation was worldly. They have not crucified the flesh and the passions of the flesh on the cross. They did not choose to uh, take a solid food, but they only chose to take milk. Because they did not want to pay the price uh, to uh, pursue spiritual things. They continue to imitate the value systems of this world. They built a false sense of security by creating factions and divisions. What about us? What about you? What about me? May God help us that our spiritual lives may truly uh, continue to grow and mature. Uh, it's not something that's going to happen like overnight. But we're going to slowly grow, slowly mature. May God bless you. Let's pray. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, once again, we are truly grateful, Lord, for this message that you have brought to us uh, this morning through your servant, uh, Reverend Chung. Thank you, Father, for reminding us as a church, Lord, that uh, we must uh, not remain as mere infants, but rather we need to grow up. We need to mature, uh, that uh, we need to let go and uh, get rid of the worldly ways, worldly values, and start imitating Christ following Christ and uh, pursuing the things that will lead to further growth and maturity in our lives, Lord. Father, may you continue to speak to us. May you continue to uh, work in our hearts, Lord, and uh, that uh, we all will grow toward becoming more and more like Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this wonderful message, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.